Welcome to Girls and Boys, boys with an eye for girls who know why. Home of the crucial, open, and honest conversation between masculine and feminine lesbians. Here we go. Welcome to Girls and Boys, boys with an eye for girls who know why. We are here with August. Hello. Hi, August. Hi, April. What are we talking about today? Today we are going to talk about masculinity and dominance. Ooh, the differences and, and similarities. Yeah, that sounds sexy, but I, I'm sure that it's going to be deeper than sex. Okay. All right. Well, come on. Let's go with it. Okay. So my first question for you is... For me. For you. Okay. I guess I'm going to lead this one. <laughs> <laughs> As a self-identified tomboy, mm-hmm. could you please first identify or define, rather, masculinity and dominance? I think masculine is, in essence, is a natural occurrence. Some some, some can get it a little later, but it's a natural occurrence. It's a natural um, um, gender identification of... Um, we, we, can, we can basically say it's a herder and a gatherer. So we can put it there, or if you want to put it more in herder, the, like H E R D E R, not hurter, like H U R D E R, not hurt, not hurt her, no, right, okay. right. Um, it is a um, protective stance. It is a um, wanting to provide for and protect who you love. That's my definition like of masculine. It. Okay. Now dominance is a different. Um, realm dominance is um dominance dominance is a more assertive presentation that for me as a masculine center uh needs to be presented in certain situations okay so to summarize what i understood you to say mm-hmm. masculinity is a a natural state for you mm-hmm. and dominance is a state of being that you may enter into depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can you give an example of a situation in which you might become dominant? Like your your masculinity increases to dominance, if you will. It For me, it is um, often um, in a protective mode or in a, in a correction mode. Mm. So if something is going off track and you have to put it back on track, then that is a more dominant move. And would you say, like, in the case of correction, does that dominance come up more frequently with a feminine partner or with, like, someone out in the world? I think that a masculine of center has masculine and dominance and that it, it can happen anytime. Mm-hmm. It, it is a, let's get it back on track. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would really like to define these words from the femme perspective. Oh, I would love to. So, (laughs) August, let me ask you a question. Okay. As a femme, masculine and dominance, or feminine and dominance, because I think the femme dominance, and we're going to talk about this after you. Oh, femme dominance. Oh, yes. Okay. I look forward to talking about this one. Femme dominance is the ultimate dominance in my mind. All right. Well, I do also, I just want to say what what my opinion of masculinity is so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's interesting i hadn't i hadn't thought very much about the difference between masculinity and dominance before we started our conversation but i do see that there is a difference and i agree with you that dominance is very very assertive it's Mm -hmm. like when you 
when you have to take the power, mm-hmm. that's how I experience it. Mm-hmm. And masculinity is like the the power that is inherently in you. It's very um, front and center, very mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also experience masculinity as being... Um, Not aggressive, but um, I don't know. I struggle with the words because I'm really attracted to masculinity, so it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to define it. Um, In terms of dominance, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you don't have to be dominant all the time. You just have to be dominant in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And if you've read the scenario well and you've done the dominance properly you walk away from that situation with more power Mm -hmm. than what you went into it with yeah and i just want to clarify dominance is not overpowering someone i for me and when i have to assert my dominance it is for the people i love and i'm not trying to control the world i'm not trying to control any situations i'm trying to control control is a bad word I, I, manage I'm, maybe yes manage trying to manage um, a less impactful way that where I may see a situation going mm. in a very destructive or non um, um, a non positive way okay okay so you don't do you want me to talk about femininity oh now? absolutely oh absolutely I want the secrets to all of this <laughs> yes yes fems in my mind, have all the power. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. I would they agree with it. you. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with you. So talking about femme power first, mm-hmm. I would very much define it as leading from behind. Oh. Masculine people tend to lead from the front, mm-hmm. right? That's that. To me, that's part of what masculinity is. Like they have mm-hmm. this presence you maybe you want to follow them maybe they're paving the way Mm -hmm. when I say leading from behind what I mean is a femme's power comes from her partner knows Mm -hmm. what the femme wants to do what the femme thinks is and isn't right and that's in the back of the mind Mm -hmm. right when it's when that power is in the back of someone else's mind Mm -hmm. that's leading from behind that's your very subtle influence that's your very, as a femme, leading from behind, it means you have this very subtle influence. It's always playing in the back of your partner's mind what you need, what you want, mm-hmm. how you want your partner to be and behave. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in the femme's mind? In the femme's mind. Okay. And I am definitely a person who leads from behind. Mm-hmm. The way that that presents for me is I'm very stubborn about mm-hmm. certain things. Not all things. Like mm-hmm. most of the time I want, I don't know if acquiesce is the right word, but most of the time I want to please my masculine of center partner, Mm -hmm. but there are some things that I, that I will get stubborn on if I have to. Mm -hmm. And that stubbornness is part of the leading from behind where I may not say plainly what it is that I want to do instead, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to show you with my resistance that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to comply with this thing that you've asked me to do. Wow. Well, well, Actually, I didn't say what femininity was. Oh, yes. And neither please. did you. So I think we should both say what femininity is if we're talking Absolutely, about. Absolutely, August. You are you are dominant in this conversation. Clearly. And I love it. Clearly. Go. Okay. Your definition of feminine. Okay. So 
as I say in every episode that we do, I'm a femme, but I do not speak for all femmes. So this is not the only definition of femininity. Mm -hmm. Please go ask your favorite femme what they think (laughs) femininity means, okay? Um, For me, femininity, first and foremost, it's about softness. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of strength in softness. Mm -hmm. Softness is malleable. Mm -hmm. It can absorb, it can shape shift, it can accommodate, it can welcome in. I find all of those things very, very powerful and I love to inhabit that space. Mm -hmm. If you kind of branch out from that softness, Mm -hmm. you can see that softness represented in things like fashion Mm -hmm. where we have skirts and soft fabrics and Mm -hmm. lace and high-waisted skirts and bodysuits and lingerie and all this very soft lovely stuff okay there's uh, femininity also comes femininity is physical in other ways like with your hair and your makeup and your nails like there are ways that our culture has decided are Mm -hmm. feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, We've collectively agreed that those are soft interpretations of gender. Mm -hmm. Um, There's softness of voice, Mm -hmm. right? Like femmes tend to have higher voices than people do who are masculine of center. Absolutely. Even ways of being like, there's a way to say what you need or to ask for what you want in a way that is still soft mm-hmm. and accommodating, yet you are also getting what you need or what you want. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's this very, very holistic way of being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not just clothing. Mm-hmm. It's not just how you speak. It's a whole persona and identity. Mm-hmm. And if you can inhabit each of those little sections of the identity your femininity gives you a lot of power Mm -hmm. because that softness you know if if you let it it can translate into a lot of power but you have to know the power that is in the softness absolutely i absolutely i i am amazed at how many femmes walk around and and just give their power away just give it away it is it is as masculine of center, and I'm going to say what you said, that, that I'm not a representative of all masculines of center, but it is intoxicating. It can, it, when yielded correctly, it can, it can be magical. Yeah, it can be fucking magical, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and something I'm also noticing as we're having this conversation is that... Um, the effect of power that your that my femininity might have on someone who's masculine of center completely mirrors the effect of power that someone's masculinity may have on my femininity. Mm-hmm. So even though the the style of the power is so different between mm-hmm. the two, mm-hmm. like it's so captivating. Absolutely. And I love that polarity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, um, so what do you think when, when you see what's, what's, I think there's a hyper masculine, there's a hyper feminine. I agree. And I mean, can they both live together? Can Mm. they both coexist? I love this question. I love this question because I think whenever we start 
affixing the prefix hyper to mm-hmm. the front of anything, mm-hmm. we've gone too far. Right. And I think it's a cultural thing. Like, I love difference, but I don't want there to be extremes. I think mm-hmm. if we get to extremes, it means that something's wrong, that we don't allow for enough nuance in our interpretation or our definition. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear things like hyperfeminine or hypermasculine, mm-hmm. the next place my brain goes to is toxic femininity, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be anywhere near toxicity. Mm-hmm. So um, for me personally, I wish that we could inhabit a space that allowed for much more nuance so that we didn't have to go to those extremes. Mm-hmm. So do you think that um, me being a masculine of center, I'm going to ask it from a masculine perspective because I know a lot of my my counterparts are hyper masculine. Mm, right. Um, it's a compensation. It's a, a misunderstanding as from a femme perspective, mm. from a femme perspective. Cause when you, when, when you get, when you are, when you cross paths with a hyper masculine, uh, boy, what does that feel like for the femme? So given what I just said about toxicity and, and hypermasculinity or hyperfemininity, mm-hmm. hyperfemininity, I do want to be careful and say that if you're a person who does identify as hyper this or hyper that, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. Like I, I definitely believe that people have the right to represent themselves mm-hmm. in whatever way feels authentic. For me personally, I'm saying that if you're at an extreme end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. why? Why, why are you, why are you there? And, and, you know, it's not to say that there isn't a valid reason, but I want to know what the reason is. Okay. Um, I always want to know that kind of thing. So, um, I never thought of it that way. Why, why, what what, what got you here to arrive there? So you're not good or bad or in between. It's, it's, so. it's, it's, yeah. Tell your story. Right. Exactly. Like what experiences have you had that have driven you so far Mm -hmm. to the end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and what experiences might you need to have to come back a little bit towards the center Mm -hmm. or to edge away from Mm -hmm. that extreme. Um, So specifically you asked me as a feminine person, what do I think about a hype, you know, coming across a hyper-masculine person? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really interesting because I very much believe that gender and sexual orientation fall on a spectrum. And Mm -hmm. so for me, when I encounter someone who's on one extreme end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. um, I find it intimidating, actually. Okay. Um, whether it's masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. And I think I find it intimidating because it's so solidly on one end or the other. Mm-hmm. And when you're on one end or the other, there isn't anything to mitigate your presentation. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if I take the example of a hyper feminine person where mm-hmm. they're wearing a lot of dramatic makeup, maybe mm-hmm. they're wearing a short dress or a mm-hmm. short skirt. Um, there may be, n- from my perspective, there may be nothing about their presentation that tells me they have a nuanced understanding of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're performing. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the masculine mm-hmm. identity. If there's, if it's a, a girl or a woman dressed in 
what we would typically consider men's clothing and they're wearing men's cologne mm -hmm. and like, you know, all the other markers we have of mm -hmm. masculinity, it doesn't tell me that they have a nuanced understanding of their own gender. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a person who really appreciates nuance. <laughs> so the fact that someone can exist in nuance is a signal to me that they've considered what they're doing and they've considered which parts of that identity fit them and which parts don't. Mm -hmm. If you're at one extreme or the other, I don't know if you've given it that consideration. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't given it that consideration, that makes me wonder, like, what else are you not considering about your life? Okay. Okay. I have questions with that. Ask. Considerations about your life. So if I'm at one extreme, let's say I'm at, I'm at an extreme of a nuance of... Uh, very masculine, uh, 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 making choices that are um, masculine, masculine, uh, masculine identity in today's world. What nuances would you ask me about? Mm. Well, the first thing I'd want to know is what are you consciously doing mm -hmm. to present yourself as masculine, which mm -hmm. is another way of asking what does masculine mean to you? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about that. Mm -hmm. So what, when, okay. So if a woman is a boy is masculine, extreme masculine of center, what questions would you ask? Mm. Um, assuming I was in a situation where it felt okay to ask, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't just randomly <laughs> walk up and start asking someone these personal questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely want to know about their clothing choice, their style mm -hmm. choice. Um, you know, maybe like what about your upbringing caused you to believe that what you're wearing right now is indicative of masculinity mm -hmm. because that changes depending on what culture you oh, come from. Yes. And especially culture, country, religion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, clothing is always the obvious thing. And I think that's how we get pigeonholed the most, mm -hmm. especially as lesbians. We hear all the time who, well, who wears the pants? Mm -hmm. <laughs> who uses the power saws? Mm -hmm. Who does the cooking? Mm -hmm. Like those are all really snarky ways of saying, who's wearing the skirt and who's wearing the pants. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, layers deeper than that is behavior. And mm -hmm. I think as a, for me as a lesbian and someone who's been out for a really, really long time, mm -hmm. I understand that sexual orientation is much, much more than how you're dressing. And so the next question I would want to mm -hmm. ask a masculine of center person after I ask them about their clothes is, well, how how do you behave in a way that says to the world that you're masculine? Correct. So in that question, what are you looking for? Um, private intelligence. Like I want to know the information so I can use it as a femme. <laughs> <laughs> so you have identified maybe a masculine that you're like, okay, what brings you at this point and 
you as a femme are being stealth and using your feminine wiles. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, it also depends on what I think I might want or need from that person. Okay. Like if I... I mean, not to say that I've been in that situation a lot because I certainly haven't, mm-hmm. but if I find myself needing to strike up any kind of conversation I can muster with an attractive tomboy, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to go as deep as what are the behaviors that you exhibit to indicate <laughs> that you are a masculine of sender person. So I'm going to pivot a little bit. What kind of tomboys do you like? Um... That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that I am very, very recently out of a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I have questions for that. But what type of tomboys do you like? Um, I think I would summarize it as how the person makes me feel, um, as being more important than how they look. Although how mm-hmm. they look is also important mm-hmm. because I am attracted to attracted to women who look more tomboyish Mm -hmm. like i like short hair Mm -hmm. um i like clothes that probably came from the men's department (laughs) because we don't have gender neutral department stores right um but really it's more about all of the intangibles and Mm -hmm. that's only something i'm gonna intangibles please please explain 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 um so the intangibles are things like I mean, a lot of what we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Like um, how the person defines their own masculinity, how the person... Okay, but hold up. How... Okay, okay. so a tomboy walks in the room. My eyes glaze over and I start having fantasies. (laughs) Correct. And so you're talking about, you know... After you have a conversation, I want to talk about the initial presentation. Well, shit, it's all about the clothing. It's all about the swagger and oh, the swag. all of the physical okay. things. Because Let's stop at swag. Go ahead. What, what kind of swag do you like? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. You can guess. Um, I know I am not going to be the only person with this perspective, but it has to be about confidence. Okay. Um, and like, here's another word duo that we can maybe talk about in another episode, but Mm -hmm. the difference between confident and cocky, Mm -hmm. there is a difference and it's very important for me as a femme. Okay. So I, yes, we're going to have to talk about that in another (laughs) podcast because as an African American cocky has been used with African American, very strong very strong mm-hmm. females mm-hmm. to devalue them. But so we'll we'll talk about that. So if if we're talking about the scenario in which I'm in a in some social setting where I'm going to be meeting or seeing a masculine masculine of center people, I want to see their muscles. Mm-hmm. I want to see what kind of clothes they're wearing mm-hmm. and hopefully the clothes flatter their body. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they're walking. I want to see how they're talking to other people. Okay, let's talk about the walk and talk. Go fam. You just want all the secrets. I want all the secrets. I am am here to provide. Go fam. So um, the walk and talk. Um, Mm -hmm. It has to be confident. Like if I'm in a state where I am willing to be attracted to somebody, I need them 
to show me that they are comfortable in their own skin and Mm -hmm. that they know that, you know, whatever they're doing, whatever they are, they are secure in their own attractiveness. I want Mm -hmm. someone who knows that they are attractive. Maybe, you know, probably not to everyone. I don't, I don't necessarily need someone who's universally attractive, Mm -hmm. but I want someone who knows that they are attractive to certain people and they can own that. And that attractive, I guess I'd call it self-attractiveness or Mm -hmm. maybe Mm self-confidence. That self-confidence has to show up in how they've presented themselves, which Mm -hmm. breaks down into how they've dressed themselves, Mm -hmm. how they walk, Mm -hmm. their body language. Like Mm -hmm. what are their hands doing when they're ordering a drink? Mm -hmm. How are they speaking to other people? Are they respectful? Mm -hmm. Like these are all things that I look for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So let's say that you have the ideal masculine walking in what would you do as a femme you have captured all that you have registered all that what would you do as a femme am i alone in the bar absolutely so if i'm alone mm-hmm. um i mean i'm almost 33 now oh and i don't know if you think that's old and grown oh no that's sexy i think it's old and grown oh no 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 so um yeah, I'm at a point where it's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go talk to this person. If nothing comes of it, it's totally what fine. What would you say to a masculine, what would you say to a boy? What would you say to a boy that had those qualities? So here's the thing. Okay. No, oh, no. Oh, there's a thing. There's a thing. Okay, go ahead. There's August. a thing. I'm a fucking nerd, okay? For, okay. My, uh, for my career, I'm a software engineer. I talk to computers all day. I write software code. I am not under any illusions. I bet you're one of those hot because you talk to computers we're gonna save that for another episode april okay okay all right so um i think it's really good to lean into your strengths and i have no fucking game okay so (laughs) i would probably walk up to someone and just say i notice you from across the room and i think you are very attractive can i buy you a drink Okay. That's okay. that's the extent okay, of my so game. Okay, so as a masculine of sinner, since we're since we're going to play that scenario, what would you have on? As a femme, mm. a, a black dress, of course, w- with okay. black heels. Okay, I'm wearing makeup. Maybe I have red lip. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I mean, what's the cleavage look like? What's the ass look like? So my favorite dress mm-hmm. is business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> I don't feel the need to show a lot of cleavage because like my brains do 90% of the work for me. I okay. have, I have a chest. I, you will see that in the bedroom, but if you can't get oh. past, if you can't get the pat, if you can't get past the fact that I'm really fucking smart, you're not going to get to the bedroom. So I'm not going to show you the cleavage in advance. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. This is uh, FYI. Okay, continue. <laughs> so anyway, what I'm wearing is, you know, conservative in the, conservative in the front, and mm-hmm. maybe there's a really low back. Okay. Um, All right. I, and, and part of that is very intentional as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what I wear as a femme is meant to attract the type of person who I might ultimately want to spend a lot of time with. And mm-hmm. I want to spend time with someone who thinks a woman's back is beautiful. Mm. The chest is easy, right? The chest is easy. If you can find 
a tomboy who really loves the look of a strong, muscular, feminine back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm about that. That's you. That's okay. Me. Oh wait, tomboys, you heard it here. August is looking for a tomboy <laughs> who can understand and accept and love a really strong back. Okay, so we're so at the bar. <laughs> and I told you that I would just be my nerd self. Look, I don't have any game. I think you're really attractive. Could I please buy you a drink? Maybe ask you a few questions. Okay, okay, let's go through through, through, through questions. Go through questions. <laughs> let's say I'm sitting there and you came up to me and I you just I like, am talking so much shit right now. Right. I haven't Okay, well, I, let's talk. Let's, <laughs> let's continue to talk shit. So 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 I'm sitting at the bar. I'm dressed and do 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 have all the vibes that you like. Ask me my three the three questions. So the very first question I want to ask you is, what's your third favorite vegetable? Mm. Oh, wow. Third favorite vegetable. That. <laughs> I mean. I'm not kidding. Here's why. Okay. If I ask you what your third favorite vegetable is, uh-huh. you're going to have to think about your first and second favorite vegetable. Okay. 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 And if a femme has to ask you. What your first, second, and third favorite vegetable is, you mm-hmm. are going to remember her the next day. <laughs> You'd be like, that was that vegetable girl. <laughs> but more importantly, the okay. reason... the okay, reason give it away <laughs> secret. Because I'm going to get my list together. When I sit there, I'm going to get my list together and be like, vegetable number one, vegetable number two. Who's asking? Vegetable number three, I'm ready. All right. So the reason for this question is that uh-huh. I don't want to have a superficial small talk with somebody. But a vegetable is not superficial talk. Come People on. don't really like vegetables. So if you're asking them about vegetables, you're either going to suss out who is a crunchy hipster who loves sustainable farming, which I am all about and I want to talk to that person, <laughs> or I'm really going to make someone think about their answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, the, the question, it's about being memorable. And for me, it's also about not having a superficial conversation. I don't know. I don't want to know why they come here. I don't mm-hmm. want to know if they live nearby. I don't know, want to know what their favorite drink is. I want to mm-hmm. know something substantive. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to eat their vegetables. <laughs> Tell me what your third favorite vegetable okay. is, goddammit. Okay, I have a question. So where did you come up with the third favorite vegetable at? All right, so this is a derivative of this really funny tweet I saw on Twitter once. So I wish I could remember who posted it, but um, it was this woman who was sharing the story about how her nephew asked her once what her third favorite dinosaur was. (laughs) I don't even have a first favorite dinosaur, (laughs) so I just flipped out dinosaur for vegetable. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the story. (laughs) Okay, so... Okay, so there were like, you said three things? Okay. Their favorite vegetables, that's one mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. Number two? Well, I hadn't gotten that far. I was just saying like, if I ask someone what their third favorite okay. vegetable is, they're going to be forced to think about what their first and second right. vegetable is. So that is, that is an opportunity to be like, okay, maybe maybe yes, maybe no for you. you can, right. You can also, size them up. 
Also, if someone doesn't want to answer my vegetable question, they are not the person for me. <laughs> and when it comes to dating and real estate, a no is as good as a yes because it's going to guide your direction. Vegetables. Okay. Okay, my boys out there. Um, get your vegetable question <laughs> ready because this is necessary. But don't be scared. Don't there be scared. There probably won't be any other femmes on the whole fucking planet who will ask you about vegetables. Just me. So if you get asked about vegetables, it's probably me. Mm. <laughs> okay okay second question i don't know uh let me think about it um well i would ask them about their third favorite vegetable and they they would be compelled to ask me about my third favorite vegetable which happens to be corn mm. but corn isn't actually a vegetable it's a grain isn't corn like um man-made corn occurs naturally hmm but human beings have done a lot of okay. modifications right. to it. That's it what is I'm a saying. Grain. Yeah. I'm a anyway, um, <clears throat> if I'm thinking on my toes mm-hmm. after the vegetable question, are you your tippy toes and heels, or what are we doing? Very tippy toes, heels, in heels, bra. I would a long ask. Dress. Um, oh, that's a good question. I would probably ask them what their favorite poem is. A poem. Yes, because I love poetry. Damn. Damn. Do they have to recite it to you? They do not have to recite it, but they do need to have the title of a poem prepared and ready to roll. Okay, boys. This is is getting challenging out here in this world. No, a poem prepared. And what do we need to know? I just said ready to roll. Like, just the title. If you can just tell me the title, you will pass question two. Okay. You'll pass question two just for 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 as 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 a uh, advisory just learn the first three or four stanzas that would be excellent because this question is going to be important the first time we sleep together oh when i'm going to ask you to oh. tell me what the poem is after we fuck oh so learn the whole poem motherfuckers learn the whole <laughs> poem just learn the whole poem and it'll sound like this I really love poetry. Will you tell me? Will you recite mm. for me the poem mm. that you said? You okay, liked so that there's first some time we met. There's some femme secrets out here that they're. Oh my god. Okay, pick if a poem. If you are not listening to this podcast, you are missing out. August, um, for the final couple of minutes, what would you like to say? Well, we were talking this episode about masculinity, mm. dominance, mm-hmm. femininity. Mm-hmm. We talked about feminine dominance. We totally got off track with this whole bar scenario <laughs> where I'm asking three questions to some tomboy. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to the third question, but that's mm-hmm. all right. We'll save that for another time. Okay. Um, where I would like to end is... I actually realized that you didn't give us a definition of femininity, even though I did. So I would like to know what that is. A masculine definition of femininity? Yeah. Um, mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Say more. I think that femininity cannot be put in a box. Feminine is, you know what? Yes. We're going to save that for the next. Let's do it. Next podcast. Let's do it because right now. Next. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. Okay. That was off guard, and so I'm going to pull a uh, masculine dominant card on that one. What's the What's the card? Masculine dominant. I ain't going to do it right now. Okay. 
Well, I guess that's the end of this episode. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Girls and Boys, Boys with an Eye for Girls Who Know Why. We'll see you next time. Well, that does it for us. Let us know what you think. Email us at girlsandboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's G-I-R-L-S-A-N-D-B-O-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail. We'll talk to you soon.